Mr. Music. Well, it is time for the Rant Revival. Every Thursday, right around this time, 4.30, 4.50-ish, we get the gang back together and we party. The Rant, of course, a mid-90s to mid-aughts radio program that caught a lot of flack for a lot of reasons, but we're bringing her back on Thursdays, and joining us is the ringleader, Dr. Gordon Keith. Yes. Do you read? Yes. Well, well, well. Well. The world is thawing. The world is indeed thawing. So much so, Gordon, that my bus schedule is on track. We will be departing the Dallas Greyhound Station, which I've been to once, at 12.50 a.m. And the one time that I was there was because my brother-in-law, who defiled my sister as oh. I sat around and just watched it. Okay. Oh, geez, I thought man, you were just listening on. from the other room. That, yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, just, he had... Did you like it? He, Go crazy on yourself. He, he, oh, God. <laughs> His first job out of TCU, where we were roommates, was working for Greyhound in the HR department. And so I went over there to like go to lunch with him or something. And uh, I got scared in there. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Why? It's scary down there. Oh, oh, oh. A lot of people with nothing to lose at the Greyhound <laughs> Station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. This was 30 years ago. I'm sure things have mm-hmm. changed quite a bit. Yes. As you will find out tonight. Yes. As I will find out tonight. All night. So on that front, uh, Gordo, I thought that we would... Mino watched a little mini-doc on this dude that his plan was to take a Greyhound bus from New York to Los Angeles, which essentially is about as far as you can go. It's a four-day trip. Four-day trip. And it was just... He's a YouTube dude, and it's just kind of his bit jumping on things like this. Yeah, Noel Phillips. He's been doing this a long time. He just makes travel videos... Um, he's not very douchey for a YouTube person. He's very, not very British. Okay. But he did this. Is in, he Mr. Beast? He's not. <laughs> I'm still not exactly sure who Mr. Beast is. How about Mr. Beef? They well, both have a lot of money. We I'm need sure. to get my kid on to talk about Mr. Beast. You know, Dad, he's one of the top philanthropists so in the world. Good for the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. Thank you. Uh, so you he t- he talked about a couple of things. While on this bus, this cross-country bus from New York to Los Angeles, that would interest me. Now, my biggest fear, so Gordon, imagine this. Imagine not having to, you know, you're not really waking up for a particular radio shift. But at the same time, you're kind of being called throughout the day, you know, to be on the different shows and to talk about what you're doing and all that. You leave at 1250. You guys go on the air at at, uh, 530. So try to squeeze in a couple hours of sleep there before I get a phone call. And then throughout the day, it's the same thing. So it's going to be just like a smattering of sleep. And that's going to be the worst part of it. I'm just going to be beaten down, tired, 
throughout the day. Constant interruptions, and you're going to be... Have we gotten a, a P1 count on the bus? I know for sure, because they both have emailed me now. There are two 100% that are there. Beyond that, I have no idea. But it's sold out. The bus is sold out. And I told Craig this, too, because he's like, what if we called you at 530? I'm like, that's cool, but I don't want to be the bus guy that's, like, talking. Everyone else is trying to sleep. Yes, and I'm just like, oh, man, yeah, that's totally cool. You got a headset, air horn. <laughs> just doing, doing weenie in the butt. Just go loud talking. <laughs> yes, morning talking. It's okay. The, it's okay. I'm on the radio right now. <laughs> talking to the butt of the phone like the Kardashians do. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't want to do that. I told him I would email like a, like a, a canned bit that, that hopefully I'll be doing throughout the day. But anyway, we'll see. So sleeping is the biggest thing that I'm that I'm worried about. And Noel Phillips talked about uh, sleeping here, Ham. As we rolled out of LA, things were looking good. Jesus took the wheel, the weather was great, the traffic was moving, and apart from a particularly angry man a couple of rows ahead, Well, things were looking pretty good as we rolled into San Bernardino, at least until Jesus had to kick someone off the bus for smoking weed. Oh, did I play the, the wrong weed. one? Did I play we the wrong one? We played one in here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That was at the beginning of his trip. Okay. Right when they were leaving and there was someone talking to himself and then they got kicked off the bus for smoking pot within an hour of departure. <laughs> so I have... That'll be Corby. I have received an email. There is no smoking. There is no alcohol drinking. This is not like a plane where you can order a couple of cocktails while you're on the trip. And it's probably for the betterment of the entire bus that it's alcohol-free, I would assume. Yeah. Maybe like a, a European soccer match. What? Edibles allowed? Um... I don't know. I mean, how would they? How would they know? Yeah, because you you don't give you some. They look some tips deep into your bloodshot eyes. You don't enjoy uh, the arts. You'll be acting weird. That's why. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. That wasn't the sleeping one. No, no, that was yeah smoking pot. Way to go, Ham. (laughs) (laughs) They thought you would need to hear that one first. Okay, here is the sleeping one. It turns out sleeping on a bus that stops every hour or so is pretty much impossible. After a long, restless, painful night on the bus, we reached New Mexico where the sun finally started to rise. The scenery and the beautiful sunrise made everything look perfect. Well, almost everything. Bus driver, you got a man back there who won't put their mask on. He need to get away from me. His mask ain't on, you keep putting it down. Oh, no. So this is during COVID. This was mm. right before Snowmageddon in 2021. Oh, man. There's going to yeah. be people talking and, like, yelling at the bus driver. And what is this, like a sixth grade school yeah. bus? Narking on other passengers. Yeah. This makes me nervous. So you're sold, you're sold out. So it's uh, how tight are the seats on these buses? I, I think it's... You know, like a you know, just envision an airplane, and and it's uh, you got the aisle, and I think it's two and two. I'm almost positive it's two and two, thirty rows back, thirty two rows back. There's sixty five people on the bus. And is it assigned seating or is it open seating? No, it's like Southwest. 
So okay. you, you just get there when you get there. And I would assume it's not good to sit at the very far back of the bus because that's between the we that's beyond the wheels the rear wheels there's going to be very bouncy back there so you want to be between the wheels right in the middle then you also don't want to be right by the potty right (laughs) yeah the potty's in the back all right i want to hear more about his sleep two men at the back hurling racist insults at one another and threatening to knock each other out we arrived into albuquerque new mexico oh no (laughs) (laughs) see in my head i've all i've just always envisioned this is like just a hey guys you ready to get on the bus and go and off we go, and we're all... Everybody's friends, you have sing-alongs. Yeah, yes. yes. It's mm-hmm. like church camp, where you go up to... You take your your church bus to Colorado with your friends. That's the way I envision this. So sure. at that point, he'd been on the bus for a little under 24 hours, and they had to stop three times to kick people off. Mm. To kick people off. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, what happens if you get kicked off? Interesting. <laughs> you have to start over, or yeah. do you pick it up there? How does that like, work? Like, what if I became like this horrible racist on the bus? <laughs> became. Wow. Shut up. All of a sudden. Everybody shut up, yeah. It's revealed that. Look, I was just trying I to get off the bus. Think, I think what you got to do, Corby, is once you get on the bus, you pick out the biggest guy there. Yeah. And you go and you have to punch him. You have yeah. to let him know as who's hard boss. as you can. Interesting. Either that or you have to join a gang. Okay, it's immediately. not prison. <laughs> oh, we're not going to organize a soccer breakout and either. Choose wisely. All which right, gang you join. Let's or come you back. Can just, you can just go back by the restroom and get on your knees. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Can I have another? It's going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, that, For sure. That audio made me really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that was pandemic when everybody was really tense. And they're right. all on everybody's a bus together. Now. Everybody's yeah. cool now. Yeah, everybody's, yeah, everybody's yeah. going to the Super Bowl. They all have tickets. <laughs> you, just need to, you just need to sit down and start trying to have political conversations with everyone around yeah, you. Yeah, help everybody heal. Okay. That's a great idea. All right, Dave, E! News is next. Yes, Priscilla getting paid for nothing. It's friend Gordon is hanging out with us, and before we go too far into the power hour, that includes Mavs, Grape Fest, and Daryl Moose Johnston. We stop down for this. All Pro Foundation Repair. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Dave. Dave. Thank you, Dave. So, Gordon, I know that yes, I know that you are uh, following the drama around the Presley Estate very closely because so you are closely. a huge Elvis fan. And as we heard after Lisa Marie passed, that sources close to Lisa Marie claimed that Priscilla fighting the the status of the trust and her standing within the trust was a money grab. 
And Priscilla was saying that she was simply trying to protect the family because there is an addendum to the trust that writes Priscilla out and gives full ownership of the trust to the three surviving children of Lisa Marie. And so there is a new document that has surfaced from the lawsuit that uh, was filed back in 2018, I believe. And so this was when Lisa Marie Presley sued her former business manager, Barry Siegel, for mishandling her money. And in it, they show that... Not an eagle. (laughs) They show that Priscilla was making $900,000 a year from Elvis Presley Enterprises, despite having no stake in the company and... No, uh, no executive level job to justify the salary. That, but that's okay. It's his daughter. Can't you get a million bucks a year? For no, s- Priscilla. No, Priscilla. Oh, Priscilla. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Yes. So Barry Siegel, the former business manager, he was a, in fact accused of lobbying for Priscilla's seven figure income, and that that's why that was the I guess one of the main reasons why. She was suing him and trying to get out from under him as her business manager because not only was he mishandling her funds, part of that mishandling was giving her mom almost a million dollars a year for doing nothing. So wasn't it Priscilla, though, that turned the entire estate into a money-making operation? Like, Yes. Okay. She founded the trust. Yes. Priscilla did a lot of good for the business of Elvis. And, hey, she's the one who had to put up with in those years so there's a lot of money coming into that presley estate i kind of feel like okay priscilla can she deserves a at least high six figures for that right i mean thinking also that uh you know he basically quasi kidnapped her at the age of 14 so it's all reparations it kind of is man um that's A little bit of a fraught term. I wouldn't use it in this case, Dave. We don't make enough about how America was just fine and dandy with all that. Whether it was Elvis, whether it was Jerry Lee Lewis, any of those dudes. Hell, it went all the way into... In the 70s, people started taking notice, I think, and getting creeped out by it. Like with, you know, the rumors about Jimmy Page and Led Zeppelin and ninth grade girls and things like that. But And Dan Marino. But we never... Was it Led Zeppelin that used, did something with a shark? Yeah, I, I, I yes, I, I think that story is involved out there. Of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a good story. What about Steven Tyler? Yeah, he he didn't he get legal legal guardianship of yes. So his this underage. Is, this is friend? my this is my awkward segue to the next story. <laughs> so. He has been formerly formally named as defendant in a lawsuit. So the lawsuit was initiated last month in L.A. County Superior Court under the California Child's Victims Act. And the complaint was filed by a woman named Julia Misley. And she alleges that Steven Tyler abused her as a minor in the 70s, accuses him of sexual assault coercion of an abortion and involuntary infamy she says he used what involuntary infamy yeah hold on i'll explain 
that he used his fame and status to groom, manipulate, exploit, and sexually assault her over the course of three years, beginning when she was 16. Then he was in his mid-20s. So they met in 1973. She attended an Aerosmith concert in Oregon, and she was invited backstage and later to Mm -hmm. Steven Tyler's hotel room, where she says he sexually abused her. And then he also flew her out to attend their next concert in Seattle, and then he sexually assaulted her in a hotel room after that show. Why after she was sexually mm. assaulted in the first place? I'm not victim I know, blaming I know. here, but why do the parents allow this to go on? It was the 70s. I know, man. I don't know. Corby Davidson. So then, yes, as you mentioned, Gordon, the following year, Steven Tyler met with Julia Misley's mother and convinced her to sign over guardianship of her daughter to him. Oh, so she's seventeen. My God! And what? he's and he's in his late twenties, and he convinces her mother to sign over guardianship. And then, what does the, that mean? The suit says that he did not meaningfully meaningfully follow through on the promises of uh, assuring her well being. Instead, continued to travel with, assault, and provide alcohol and drugs to her. Then he's mm. a, he's also accused of impregnating her. And Boy. coercing her to get an abortion, and then Bob. so this Bob. is this is the involuntary infamy part, Gordon. That he wrote a memoir in 2004, in which he recounts a relationship with a minor that is her, not by name. He doesn't identify her by name, but she says that 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 passage in the book has caused her deep emotional harm because. It was framing the abuse as a romantic, loving relationship. So that's what the imposed involuntary infamy is. So in his book, he wrote about a relationship with a minor? How stupid I is know. he? I know. One I mean, time nobody, I robbed a bank. Nobody's accused Steven Tyler of being incredibly bright. Like, never write about it. Is that what you're saying? Stupid big fish lips of his. All those scarves. I see he what look you weird. Say, Yes. Have you ever seen pictures of his toes? Um, he's got um, he's got no. hammer toes. Was that a drop? Oh, really? He doesn't have like eagle Sausage talons. Fingers. Like he he probably could rival Deion Sanders for the ugliest feet in the world. <laughs> Poor Deion. Well, well, Deion had like infected legs, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. It's it's very troubling. I mean, look, there are rumors abound. About these people, these you know, and it was, but it was out in the open in the fifties and sixties. Like it was, oh well, he's just a, a music star, and he can do what he wants. Hi, Dolores. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, she always shows up. But nobody had a problem with it. I well, don't. this claim that he waited till she was eighteen. Yeah, right. But it's still, they did. How old was he at the time? Twenty five, twenty six. When he just the the minute he saw her at a party, he zeroed in on her. And, and people then, were like, oh, that's cool. And then groomed her until she was 18. Yeah, she was 14. Just just hold on a second. Hold on. Uh, I'm counting down. 10, 9. All right, now you're 18. <laughs> that's when he did it. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, thanks, Ty. And also. straight in on that. So that's why she deserves the million dollars Absolutely. A year. 100%. Yes. And uh, one more for you. This is kind of the... Uh, the 2020s version of 
creeping with a minor. Real they, quick, they real at quick. least wait until they're eighteen. Can I one more sure. addendum to the to the Elvis story? I asked this about like Pamela Anderson and people like that that have had a really rough go of it, celebrity wise. Rough. If Priscilla had to do it all over again, would she have told him at that party to basically, no, I'm good. I have a you know an eighth grade boyfriend to avoid the trauma and the disaster of that marriage and seeing him go into that spiral of hell to losing him at the age of 40, 42, whatever it was, to having a daughter that was mixed up into drugs and alcohol and ends up dying at 53 and a grandchild that killed himself. I mean, like, it's a laundry list of things where if she would have just lived a normal life, none of this would have happened and she would... Like, what's the sliding sliding doors other path that she could have taken at that party? Then she wouldn't have started in the naked gun. What time? She wouldn't have started in the naked gun. Yeah, I, I guess. So that's one that's in the pro column. She yeah. did. The con oh. column has a lot more. So and she met OJ and didn't get her head cut. <laughs> yeah, off. see, that's two. That's two. Yeah. Also <laughs> naked gun related. <laughs> okay, that's and right. also uh Leo DiCaprio. So he doesn't he doesn't oh boy. petition mothers to sign over guardianship of their daughters. But he does like to pal around with younger women, and he's like Wooderson. He keeps getting older, and they stay the same age. So he's 48 now, and his most recent girlfriend that we have been aware of is Victoria Lamas, and she's 23, so 25 years his junior. I wonder if it's any relation to Lorenzo Lamas. (laughs) But they have... No, that's not a llama. That's a goat. Um, But... She, he hasn't been seen with Victoria Lamas in public since back in December. So it's been about a month since they've been seen in public. So, so people she may be dead? Well, no, people aren't <laughs> sure if they're still an item. It is the daughter. Because oh. he likes to move on. No way. He, he likes to move on quickly. And so last night out in L.A. at a some kind of music release party, somebody was putting out a new EP and it was like a listening release party, whatever. He was there... And he was cozied up to a 19-year-old Israeli model, Eden Polani. All right. She's signed to It Models, and she is a social media star with 195,000 Instagram followers, which doesn't seem like a lot to me, but she'll have more now that she's been (laughs) snapped with Leo. Now that she's been on E! News. But yeah, so he's 48 and she is 19. Yeah, man. Which, Which means that she you? has no agency. Which Correct. means which means <laughs> that he is a pig. We are now at the point where this is it's funny, haha, he only dates girls that are under twenty five and he Oink. gets you know, he keeps getting older, they keep staying the same. Forty eight and nineteen. How low would you go, Gordon? Yeah, but the thing is, is does she have a choice, or do culturally we make the decision for her that you have to date Leonardo DiCaprio? No, at some point, I'm saying that she has to make that choice for herself. Now, I don't know when we want to move that line to. We can move it if we. You're exactly want right. To culturally, but is it going to be 25 when you allow women to become, I guess, full moral agents? Yeah, that quirky. seems a little creepy to tell them that they can't 
do whatever they want to do there's until then. No doubt. She can go to war, Corby. She's old enough to go to war. Yeah. There's no question about she's, it. Should old, we just she's have, old enough to buy Virginia but shouldn't Slims. Shouldn't Leo just be like, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna go to the yes. you know, college graduate side of the aisle. He should have an internal limit of half his age. Like, he should have the limit of if my girlfriend can't rent a car yet. Yes. Then I shouldn't date her. That's right. 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 Is that your line, Gordon? The car rental line? Yes. Yes. Like if a 19-year-old... Yeah, you take them immediately to the Hertz counter and see if they can successfully <laughs> rent a yeah. car? If a 19-year-old... Yeah, I'd have to trick them to get there. I say because I'm, I'm too uncomfortable just asking to see their license. So I have to trick them into trying to rent a car in front of me. So if their birth year is 2004, that would be a problem. I would think so, Bob, yes. I'm just trying to get you to define and stop wiggling around this question. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I think, uh, yes, there you go. I'm allowed to pass on the question. Yeah, we have to go. (laughs) You're right out of time. Oh, we're out of time. (laughs) All right, thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Gordy. Enjoy the bus. Talk to you in the morning. Thank you. Bye-bye. There he goes, Gordon Keith.